Hey, thanks for checking out our show. If you like what you hear, we have tons of additional content at patreon.com slash the media lunch break. How's it going? Ah, I knew you would start. Ah, yeah. This is a game of silent chicken and I won, bitch. You were the silent chicken? I was the silent chicken. No, I was the silent. You were the chicken. Shut up. Whatever. (laughs) I win. I win. I win. Done. All right. Uh Uh-huh. Sorry if the audio is bad, everybody. Uh, there's like a million airplanes. A motorcycle just went by. Someone's dog has escaped and is just barking up and down the block. So uh, cool. we're just going to deal with that and it's going to be fine. But you know what? You know what? I bet you all of those things are connected to each other. The dog is clearly after some of the people on the block who are running to try and get the plane that is flying overhead. This would actually be a pretty good plot for like a Die Hard movie. That's the one thing all the Die Hard movies were missing. And I've said this before. A dog. <laughs> People love a dog. I mean, Andrew. John McClane is a bit of a dog, isn't he? Oh, 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 oh you're not wrong. <laughs> also, sorry, last week's episode uh, got out late. I stayed up until five in the morning editing it. And then Aww. forgot to upload it. <laughs> so uh, didn't have to. Didn't have yeah, to do that. Didn't have, but you know what? You did. And the effort you put in for it, it's much appreciated. Much. Nope. Forget it. I'm done. Yeah, with no, because it's not. I'm moving <laughs> no on. one's appreciative I'm moving of on. it. I appreciate it, Andrew. I do. Me. What are you going to do for me? Nothing. Nothing <laughs> at all. Nothing. It's going to get you nothing, absolutely nothing tangible or material in any sort of way. Uh, I, You know what? I appreciate that because I don't need more things. It's true. So that is much appreciated. I'm looking at that room right now. Yeah, it's full of shit. It is. Much like me. Oh, no, you didn't go to the bathroom. I thought you were going to go to the bathroom before we got on. I did. Well, I meant more proverbially. Oh, OK. OK. Okay. I do also kind of have to poop, but I'm a little worried it's going to be messy, and I didn't want to waste time, Chris. Well, that's, that's, I appreciate that as well. Wow. <laughs> it's much appreciated, much appropriated, or whatever you said. It's a good thing we do an audio podcast, isn't it? It's really good. Neither of us can speak. It's really good. Yeah. What kind of tea you got today? Oh, same as always, Earl Grey. Oh. It's got Lembus bread in it. The Picard special. It's got what in it? Lumbus bread. Lumbus bread? What? This is a bit. Get Arnold. Have him retire this bit. We release. This is my one of my favorite moments that we've ever had on the podcast is you asking me what kind of tea I'm drinking. And I told you it has Lumbus bread in it. And you said, what's Lumbus bread? And we went through a whole long thing. And I liked it so much that I clipped it and I turned it into a YouTube video and I posted it on TikTok and in Facebook and a bunch of other places. I never remember Uh, this conversation. I know we could have just had the same conversation again. That's ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Stop putting shit in your tea, okay? Stop shitting in my tea? Just drink your damn tea, okay? I'm gonna. I'm gonna spill the tea. Oh, fuck! (laughs) All over my keyboard. Oh, no. The sparks fly. All the secrets came out because I spilled the tea. Oh, no. Oh, no. Out of your computer? Out of your keyboard? No, into the keyboard. Oh, in- oh, the secrets. Wait, you spilled the tea. The, the secrets were in the tea. You, <laughs> you spilled never- it out and then it goes into the keyboard. <laughs> Do I see. you not know yes. that expression? I know the phrase spill the tea. I've used it. Do you know what it I'm means? I'm pretty sure I taught you the phrase spill That's the tea. That's not true. I learned it from the interwebs. Well, I am the interweb, so kiss my ass. It's what? short for spill the truth. Oh, I see. Because tea. Okay. I see what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. 
You spill the mm. tea. Mm. I got pea protein. <laughs> that sounded real weird, but you recommended it. No, that mic. was a great. That was a great transition. That was fantastic. <laughs> and then I peed into my keyboard. That was not ham-fisted or a ninety-degree <laughs> left turn at all. <laughs> Ninety is pretty. Uh, you're being pretty conservative with that yeah, number, but yes. Uh, so you got pea protein? I did. Yeah. What kind did you get? What flavor? Chocolate. Okay, good choice. Because I always like to put a, a huge helping of peanut butter in. Yes. Ooh. So a good chocolate peanut butter. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we're talking about smoothies, by the way. Sure, why not? Sure, let's say that. <laughs> how are you liking it? It's okay. Yeah. I was not a big fan at first. I'm learning more how to, because the first time I put the pea protein on top, mm-hmm. and it all just, like, crusted onto oh, no, the top. Yeah, no. Well, do you not do you not blend it? Yes, but I, I put it on top, and I think because it didn't mix very well, it, like, uh-huh. like it didn't mix very well with the milk, the oat milk I put yeah, in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was no, just, like, lumpy on the top of the when it was done mixing yeah yeah yeah. so but now what i do is i put the because generally i think you're kind of supposed to put all the frozen stuff in first and then put milk on top and that helps it sort of mix together better but i started putting in milk first and then putting in the pea protein powder Mm -hmm. and that helped that sort of dilute first yeah that's that's good yeah i think depending on your blend god this is such an interesting conversation i know right depending on your blender i think you're supposed to put like the liquid in first, so it doesn't do something to the blades. But it de- again, it depends on what you're. I've always heard rocking. the opposite because you want the liquid to be soaked into the the solids as much as right. possible. The the blender I have, they were like put the liquid in first because of something with the blades. I don't know something that like. Oh wait, when you say first, yeah, does that mean that the liquid hits the blades first? Yes, it's on the bottom. Okay, mine is the opposite. I have to flip it after I. So it, it's the same thing. Do you have the nutri? Do you have a nutribullet? Yes. Oh, okay. Then yeah, because you're putting yeah. it in and so it's flipping the same it thing. Exactly. Yes. yes, that's yeah, what yeah, it yeah. is. It's supposed to be closest to the blade. Yes, you're correct. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Okay. Uh, cool. Anyway, let's awesome. talk about comics. No, here's Chris what you do. Here's what shows. you do. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a shake re- recipe for you right now. Ready? I think I've given this to you before, and you said no, but I'm telling you, this is the way to go. Ready? I'm already out. Milk. No. Protein powder. Okay. Banana. Yeah. Peanut butter. Yeah. Cinnamon. Yes. Can I tell you something? What? Uh, I don't think I ever said no to that because that's pretty close to my usual. It's delicious. It's delicious. It's very good. I like to throw some strawberries in there, too. Strawberries in there, too? Very good. Very or good. Or maybe, maybe even an apple. Oh. We went apple picking recently, Ooh. and I've been cutting up apples and adding that in there. And that mm. helps it mix as well because there's a lot of water in, in mm. apples. Excellent. 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 What is that? What's on your mug? What's on your mug? Let's break it down. Let's really yeah, just break again, it down. Again, audio podcast. Yep, uh, no care. one's going to see it. It's it doesn't Bats Maru, who is Hello Kitty's friend, an angry penguin. Excellent. Excellent. I relate to that penguin. Excellent. What is that? Ceramic? Is that a ceramic mug? Or is that yes. it's like one of those metal mugs because it has that color around the rim, but maybe no, it's just it's, a ceramic. No, it's meant to look like you're talking about a camper mug. Yes, I am. Yes, this I am. This is a camper mug, but it is a ceramic camper mug they're mm. usually made out of i think tin tin or yes. maybe enamel yep 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 but a ceramic mug in a camper not gonna work chris you know? this is all really boring it's not i mean it is but i don't care <laughs> sorry i get those two things confused sometimes but it's it's a difference between good content and uh me not caring if i'm giving good content it's a fine line it's a very fine line you know what what's that i appreciate that about you <laughs>
everybody. Welcome to the Media Lunch Break, bringing you all of your comic geek and movie news, all in the time it takes to eat a good sandwich and spill the tea. My name is Chris Tree. Alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Andrew Dunn. <gasps> Say hello, Andrew. That was a very good intro. It was much Thank appreciated. You. Thank you. Thank you. I really, it's something, I don't know, from the diaphragm on that one. That was, I Oh, I just meant that. spill the tea. It was a good choice. Yeah. I was ah, I didn't see it coming. You. We were talking about smoothies the whole time, and you could have gone mm. with something from there, but spill the tea was very good. Again, yeah, baby. it worked. Yeah, it was good. I'm a fucking professional. Yeah. 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 Like John McClane. <laughs> we're going to bring back so many jokes. That, that scoundrel. <laughs> that rapscallion. Anyway. Uh, that dog. Oh, Andrew. What are we talking about today? Loki. We're talking about Loki? Chris. Yes. A month ago. Oh, no. This is the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> Chris. Yes. A baby is born a in the blink ago, of an eye. A month ago, a baby was born. <laughs> Chris. Yes. <laughs> a baby is born, and in the blink of an eye, it grows into a teenager. It seems like just a few weeks ago, we were talking about the first episode of Loki season two, and now it's asking to borrow the car so it can get drunk with its friends and tell a stripper it loves her. Pretty soon... You and I will be living out the remainder of our days in a retirement home, and Loki Season 2 will be raw-dogging a hooker. And now, here's my favorite part about this intro. Are you ready? Yeah. Google doesn't recognize the word raw-dog, but it does recognize the word raw-dogging. Chris, what do you think about <laughs> Loki Season 2? <laughs> oh, man. I didn't know. I'm so glad I know that fact now. <laughs> Wow. Really? Because I wrote it with a joke. I used the word raw dog. I just had re- like rearranged some stuff yeah. and it said it was spelled wrong. And I was like, yeah, I guess I wouldn't expect Google to to know that word. And then I rearranged it and changed it to raw dogging. And then it was like, oh, that's fine. That's, yeah. That's, no, <laughs> that's, you spelled that, that correctly. Yeah. Yeah. No hyphen necessary. Um, Nothing. So just, it even got me to the point the first time I was like, is raw dog two words? Could be. Why not? Could Why be. Not? Yeah. I'm I'm yeah. actually really really liking the season Loki the first season of Loki was it was it was a feat like it was a there was a lot going on so it's very high concept right the one to beat and I like that yeah by the way full disclosure we're taping we're taping taping what yep we're yep no 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 fuck you I'm I'm, fuck you audience all right we're taping it okay we're very analog I'm real to real right now that's what you can if you were on the Patreon you (laughs) would see fake to fake it's oh yeah uh this is um a track right now Um, laser disc oh yeah (laughs) we uh uh this is a we're, we're uh recording this a week early so we're we are one episode shy of the end as of this recording but they're gonna they would have to tank that episode real hard for for this to change drastically but that being said we're not going to be able to talk about like whatever the ending of the season is but just in general terms i i really like this season like i said the first season was very high concept there's a lot going on timelines alternate loki's this that the other thing this one it was much more streamlined it's much more kind of like it, it's still kind of like high concept i mean there's still a lot going on as far as like you know stri- string theory and whatever the fuck with time right. but it's just like this thing's breaking and we gotta fix it and 
we got to get this guy to fix it. And we, then, then that doesn't work. And so we got to stop this person from breaking it. You know what I mean? It all well, kind of centers thankfully around. Thankfully, you don't have to introduce an entire world of people. The right. TVA already exists. You don't have to establish who this Loki is, where he's coming from, how there are variants, why they look different. We're in the world now. Now we can just start with an objective and like face the face the obstacles that our characters come into contact with when trying to overcome that when trying to obtain that objective right which is good because it also gives you a sense of this is very different from Mm -hmm. the first season and like I said it's kind of like it's very simple as far as I'm being broken my apartment's being broken into I'm going to be mugged right now All right, reset the 8 tracks (laughs) rewind it back (laughs) but uh because of that, I really like this. I'm like, oh, this is different. You didn't try and repeat. Yeah. And you're cramming a whole bunch of other alternate Lokis in there or whatever. It's just something completely different. Okay. Overall, I really enjoy this season. How are, what do you think of this season? I agree. I yeah. think um, it is a, they've sort of let the, what's the expression? Let the, let the. They spilled the tea. They spilled the tea. That's right. They let the tea spill. Frankly, I know that's not mm-hmm. an expression. There is an expression no, I'm is. thinking of, but. It is now. Sure. But they are, the tea spilled. Someone knocked over a glass of tea figuratively in the first season. And they are letting the tea hit the ground. And the dominoes are falling. Chips are landing. We're figuring, we're seeing where the dust is settling. And it's I like this because the writers are just sort of naturally letting the characters and the events unfold on their own. It doesn't feel like anything is being manufactured or it doesn't feel like anyone at any point went, ah, this isn't enough. Like this. Yeah, it all makes sense. But we got to throw some more stuff in here. It all feels perfectly natural and is also extremely intriguing. Um, it's tense. It, it, it I'm very interested to see where it's going and how they do it. The end of. The fifth, no, the fourth episode made me, I won't, no spoilers, but I was like, I have no idea. They could go in any direction after this. Uh, and we have since seen the episode after that, but I, I just am so interested in seeing how this turns out. Right. I agree. Uh, what do you, how do you feel about the cast? I mean, we have obviously the returners. Yeah, it's mostly the same people. It's nice to see some of the people who had smaller roles in the last one have bigger roles now. Mm-hmm. The, I don't remember her name, but the, there's like the security guard lady and yes, even someone like Miss Minutes, you know, who yeah. was in like little bits throughout. And then in the last episode, she was important. Yeah, she they do a really good job with her. Just, I, I was fascinated by the fact that it is this little character who is done in this very like... I don't even know what time period this style of animation is. I, I want to say like 50s, but yeah. I could be off. It's like the let's all go to the, the lobby. lobby. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I want to say like 50s, 60s, somewhere around there. But at the same time, there are moments in this. They cut to her performance, her performance. It's the whatever you want to, however you want to say that. There's some subtlety to it. Like yeah. there's there's conversation specifically when they're talking two people are having a conversation. I'm thinking of the Victor Timely episode and the two of them are talking and Miss Minutes is just hanging out and you see a couple like a slight smirk or like, yeah, a, you know, for, and I'm like, that was really subtle for such a broad style of animation. Yeah, they gave her a real like 
detail that that was really compelling. The voice like, acting is very well done as well. Tara Strong is also really yeah. really good in this, and they, they give her a lot to do. <laughs> no, not at all. But uh, they definitely upped giving her something to do other than being like. It's not even stunt casting, but yeah. like last last season, she was fun, and you kind of got a sense that there it was, was something mostly else. surface level until but the last episode. Sur- yes, yeah, and this se- this season, man, she's a psychotic, vindictive little bitch. This one, yeah. It, yeah. But enough about you, Chris. Thank I you. think the the entire ensemble in this is. I keep trying to find expressions and I just can't find them today, but they are they're proving the casting directors right. Yeah, that like a lot of them were sort of more throwaway characters and now they have a lot more to do. Right. And it's great to see the, the returning cast members really knock it out of the park in a show that is called Loki like it is named after one character yeah this show is not about him anymore which is great it's about this cast of characters and about the universe as a whole and it happened really kind of quick you know for for a show that's only in its second season yeah and really well we talked about this when we talked about the first episode of this season where I was like how many episodes was the first season eight ten twelve and then it was like no six six and this is six so we're only twelve episodes into the entire series yeah and already people are like not just the whole cast like they can have they it's like you said it's not just about loki anymore it would take two seasons of a 24 episode season for most shows to be able to be comfortable letting the supporting characters have this much carry this much of the weight on the show yeah um ki kwan i think is a great addition i was just gonna bring him up he's an amazing addition i fucking Oscar winner my guy like they're not giving him that much maybe they will later it would be I worry that he would have been better suited as a more prominent character with maybe even his own movie somewhere or something like that but uh, but he's great I welcome him he's fantastic he fits this role flawlessly he is definitely one that I was like you are both underutilizing him but also using him to his to the best of his abilities i agree we we talked about um i think it was chris pratt playing mario and we were like what are you doing like this isn't what he does, does. yeah or, yeah, what, yeah. or was uh, it, it was that Jura- one or- uh, jurassic world is the one i always say where i'm like that's what it is you're yeah. taking a thing and you could put anyone in you this could put anyone in that key kwan i'm like no this is exactly like what he's really good at like yeah. not just having seen him in Obviously, when he was a child actor, but also everything everywhere all at once. But also just the interviews around, like when he was doing the press junkets for like for the Oscars. (laughs) And then I see him on, you know, in this show and I was like. Oh, this is him. Like they wrote him really well and let him play his strengths really, really well. And at the same time, like I said, I think they're getting him pitch perfect and he's got great comedic chops. Yeah, he does. And I'm like, are you under I can't I can't tell if they're underutilizing him or using him perfectly. Only in the fact that like I'm not sure with this storyline how much more you can do with this with this character in this story. You know what I mean? Yep. I think in a third season, now that he's kind of proven, you know, and and audiences I think have really responded to him that he's now in our, our, our gang of characters. And so like the third scene, wherever this ends or however this goes from here, that, that he should join along. I say this now in the sixth episode, they're all dead, but whatever. Yeah. Anyway, well, and but, also, I mean, the good thing about the show too, is we know it's going to end with some sort of 
The result is going to be there are many multiverses with many right. variants. He can right. come back as someone else. In any sort of way. Yeah. Yeah. But I it's think... It's all comics. Nothing matters. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No one ever really dies. Right. But... Uh, I think, like I said, I think in this plot line, they're using him as much as they can possibly use him in the best way possible. I'm excited to see in another storyline other ways to utilize that character because it's he's a lot of fun to have on screen. I wouldn't mind seeing a spinoff show, honestly. It's not something I'm super gung ho about. I'm just saying I wouldn't mind seeing it. I would watch it for him. I would watch a spinoff show if you gave me like almost like a like a buddy cop formula and he's one of the one of the two okay i'd watch it if it was just about him going across the universe trying to solve mysteries or something I trying to fix things that's or- the thing i don't know i and, and part of this is because he doesn't he gets a lot of play in this series but there's not i ha, we we don't see a lot of like him you know sure, what I mean? but what I'm saying here, I want to phrase this as specifically as possible and make it very clear what I'm saying. OK, I would watch it. I'm not saying it would definitely be good. What I'm yeah, saying oh is, yeah. I, I oh, think no, you'd give it a chance. I would give it a chance. I think most of For the country, sure. most of the world would give it a chance. For sure. I don't know how good it would be. It would depend on the direction, the writing. Yeah. But I fully expect and am certain he would do a great job in it. I and that so alone too. would be worth it to most people to see it. I think uh, the only reason I'm saying like, given I, I think he works best when he has someone to play off of. I agree. Like a steady thing. And so I'm like, give this guy like him and another person doing exactly what you said, just to give it a, a little bounce. I almost though would rather like a different person every episode than oh, him okay. and someone it, else. And watch him ping pong off of yeah. different I see what you're saying there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. I could get behind this. Uh, what else is What else is in this? It's good. Do you like it more, less, or the same compared to the first season? Without having having rewatched the first season in a while, I probably like this one a little better, simply because it is very straightforward. Like this one, I haven't like binged through. I've been watching it week to week. This one, I feel like the last one. I was like, oh man, that is. I I felt like I would have to watch all six in a row just to understand what was what was going on. Right. This one, I feel like I would like to binge watch like I would want to watch it just one, two, three, four, five, six straight through just to feel like that central plot line and that kind of roller coaster that they have going on right now. Sure. Um, It's not it doesn't feel like an obligation like this is this is fun to me. Yeah, for the most part, this is great. I mean, Jonathan Majors, like, I, and I think we said this last week or two weeks ago, whenever we talked about this one, but um, his character is a little annoying now. Like, it feels very theatery. Yes. You know what I mean? Well, he's a theater like, guy, right? He is a theater guy, yeah. which I uh, totally can see. Yeah, but yeah. I was like, oh, you're playing for like a Broadway house or something with this character. Yeah, you're playing for the back of the house. Yeah. Like, he, he's, it's funny because the character premiered in a stage performance. Right. And then he gets off the stage and he still continuously yeah. is at that level. And I'm like, you're done with the show. My God, like yeah, you, can, yeah, yeah. you can just be a person now for me. It, it is more of the, like, I don't really like that, but it's not, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I can mostly roll with it. It's annoying and noticeable for the first, maybe like five to 10 minutes, every episode where I'm like, right. but for me, it's mostly, I'm like, are we still doing this? Is he still here? Yeah. What are we doing with this? Yeah. What's going on with this? Yeah. Are we look, I know like I don't want to be like 
all right, kick him out. There's allegations. So get rid of him. Right. Because, you know, just because somebody gets charged with something, that doesn't mean they necessarily did it. And Justin Roiland's going through that right now. He was totally exonerated of all the charges against him. Doesn't mean he didn't do it or that he's not like a bad guy or whatever. But like that did happen after they were like, we'll get rid of him for everything. Right. So like I'm hesitant to be like, hey, man, these charges, although a lot of people there are a lot of witnesses about Jonathan Majors, <laughs> but yeah, uh, but also, but I, I feel like we need, can we put a light on it? Can somebody just come out and be like, Hey, everybody, we're weird about this too. We're trying to figure this out. Can yeah. we just get something about it? You mean from, from Disney or from Marvel? Is that what you're saying? Like an official thing? Anyone, Jonathan Majors, some lawyers, Kevin Feige. Jonathan Bages is going to come out and just be like, hey, just so you know, I feel weird about me, too. Uh, I, no, but I, honestly, I, if it, not not only not that necessarily, but if he came out and was like, I'm going to level with you guys. You know, I've been in talks with like how we're moving forward. Things are kind of, um, you know, the water's kind of muddy. We're not super sure how long I'm going to be working here. If I'm going to continue to we're still working all those details out or even like they want to give me a chance and we want to see what happens with this trial. I am completely innocent. I know that I did nothing wrong. So I'm absolutely certain that this is going to end like showing my innocence and right. they're going to see that as well. And everything's going to be fine. You know, right. something like that. Yeah. 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 I think that I, I mean, this is it's the Ezra Miller thing where it's like, let's see how this Let's hang back. We have a little time till this really comes into play. So let's hang back and see where the chips land and go from there. Well, because here's the thing. If the chips land okay, then he can stay. If the chips land poorly, but if they land early, he might still be able to stay. Do you know what I mean? If, you know, if, if they were to put this guy on trial tomorrow and whether he's found guilty or not, like a lot of bad stuff comes out about him. We're still, what are we two years out from Kang? Yeah, probably three, something two, three years out. We're a while out. Yeah. You know what I mean? I see what you mean. So as long as it doesn't happen right before Kang. Right. And so it's long enough that they that they can like it can kind of blow over yeah and then it just becomes like yeah this remember a couple years ago this guy was this oh but the movie's out oh the movie looks really good and it kind of like it just becomes something that happened in his life yeah and then you just have to be like hey a new memo for wardrobe do not ever put him in a wife beater right and it's just (laughs) and so if the chips land poorly but they land there's really a spot. There's a. There's only like one sweet spot that they can hit where they land poorly early enough that they can get him out and find a way to bring someone else in and change things. But it would be late enough that it's like we can't not acknowledge this and it has to, you know, it's going to interfere with box office. Because the other thing is if you pass that threshold, then it lands really badly and then you have a horrible person in your major motion picture. Yeah. Well, they've been pushing back the trial as well, probably because of Loki. Oh, because of... uh, Wait, why? He was supposed to already go to trial like a month ago. Right. But why? So my guess is that they're trying to find that sweet spot that you're talking about. They want Loki to finish right? so that if he's found guilty or whatever, it doesn't tank the show. Right. And then they've got some time. Are they paying for his attorneys? Probably not. I mean, then how would they, wait, how, how would the trial get pushed back because of the show? Well, probably because he still wants to have a job. 
That's what I'm trying to say. It's like right, but they can't. They can't move the trial. They have no way of that. That's why I was asking: Is he? Pay, are they paying for his attorneys? No, I still am not sure what you mean by that. But they, you can request a trial to be pushed back for certain reasons. Yes, like work reasons or pay or whatever. Right, but his if the show's done, it's not like he's shooting the show right now. They're, right, but if know. it comes out while he is on the show, right, people might be more. They might be more likely to boycott it or to be upset about it or, you know, he's all of a sudden he's all of a sudden the face of this. And people are like, well, he was found guilty. And this is reminding me of how horrible he is. That makes me upset at Marvel for continuing to move forward with this. Right, But that's what I'm saying. You're saying Marvel is trying to get the trial pushback. No, Jonathan Majors. Yeah. And his lawyers. Oh, OK. I don't know if they I mean, maybe it's I, they did. They already pushed it back. No, I'm not saying they didn't push it back. I'm saying I don't know if that's. Like the reason, I, I, yeah. I don't. I don't know if that would yeah, be the reason. It could be. Yeah. I'm just saying because you don't want you don't want him to be in trial while his show is coming out. I would say right. Like before the show comes out. Right. I th- I think that's more of a concern for Marvel than it is for. I think it's both. I don't like if if I mean I, Marvel as well, but like also Jonathan Majors because like if everybody is all upset and then they because that's the thing if marvel is like all of a sudden receiving pushback because this like abuser right they might not bring him back oh i see what you're saying because then marvel's gonna get the pushback and then they're gonna go like well you should get rid of this guy yes i see what you're saying yeah 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 that i understand what you're saying now what's good for the goose etc etc wow we're just full of them today aren't we <laughs> And you know what? He's got a whole bunch of them. I appreciate that about us. Thank you. I appreciate you about that us too. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, I can't. Really... How do you think about Owen Wilson? He's great. I think. I think this is one of the best things I've ever seen him in. I kind of agree, actually. I think they use him really well, and I think they give him enough. And I gotta say, I, you know what? I was thinking about this the other day, and the more I think about this moment, it's such a small moment in the one episode. But it's both his performance and the way that they shoot it and the and the direction of it. But like there's a key moment of he, it's like a dusty room and it says like dust me or so. he does. Uh, like yeah. he dry, and, But that becomes a key thing. Yes. Like that's a clue. Yeah. But he plays it so cash. Yes. Like as a good actor, he's not like I'm doing a thing. Notice yes. I'm doing this thing. Melinda it's just, and I actually th- were talking about that. That like she asked me like, um, do you think that was improvised? And I was like, I don't think it could have been. No, they couldn't have. But it no. felt like it, right? But it felt like it. It felt like they were just like just holding the camera on. They were just doing his coverage. Yeah. And it, they, you know, as he's doing, he's just like, I'm going to dick around a little yeah. bit while I'm in this scene. Or like there was a nut, you know, right before that. That there there were a couple moments in that scene where it was just it felt really like he's just dicking around a little bit as they're filming it because he does a hand gesture of like eh, and like yeah. really casual on this big climactic moment and he's like I don't know yeah. and it was just like such a subtle but very quintessential Owen Wilson move yeah and I was like he's really good at this yeah he for me is having a bit of a Keanu Reeves essence where like yeah for 20 years I thought Keanu Reeves was like the worst actor on the planet and Owen Wilson was kind of the same thing for me where I was like I do not want to watch him in anything it's literally just going to be him being like oh I don't know man what are we gonna do I don't know and I just could not stand him and now in this I'm like 
I kind of love it about him now. Yeah. Like it works in this. I think he I think when he first came on the scene and he started to make it big, it, you know, people locked into like, oh, he has a certain vo- voice, not not lit- his literal voice, but like yeah, yeah, his yeah. comedic He's voice. He's a type. He's a yeah. type. Yeah. So they utilize that really well. But then they just sort of uh, like it's the same just thing over and over with all yeah, of his yeah, movies yeah. from like the late 90s into the early 2000s. But he has stayed consistent throughout the whole thing. And so it's I think what's happening is you're giving an actor who is a very consistent and unique type and voice and putting him in something that is not typical for him. Yeah, it's not a romantic comedy. <laughs> he can, yeah, and he can make it work yeah. in his type and voice. Which I think is also what the like Shanghai Noon series was so good with him is that like he's in a kung fu movie. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense for him to be in a kung fu movie. <laughs> yeah. And so that's why he's a, or even you know what I just rewatched the other day? is um armageddon and he's in armageddon. oh my god for this like five minutes for yeah. like five minutes and uh, like worst possible environment that's yeah. uh, that's all you had to say thank yeah. you and like you see him like crumbling that moment. Yeah. but I, I now watching him after he's become the megastar and then even kind of pass through that tunnel yeah. and come out on the other end when you watch him in something like that you're like Oh, yeah. When you put this guy in anything that's off of what you would typically think for someone like him. Yes. It works really well for him. Stands out in it. That's the thing that makes it interesting, right? Is you're putting a guy who has mastered the art of the romantic comedy in something else. And what you have now is a romantic comedy actor in an insane psychedelic science fiction story. And so even something like, I mean, the thing that benefits an actor the most in a romantic comedy is naturalistic acting. And so even something like when he asks, do you want to get pie? Let's get some pie. It feels like he's just making it up. And then they have an entire set designed to look like an old automat that's full of key lime pie. And it's like, oh, no, that was in the script. Yeah, it was all meant to be. This is all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, did you say Grace? I meant Bear. Um, I'm thinking of Armageddon again. Uh, Anyway, uh, yeah, I, I really like this season. I'm I. It gets me excited for a third. Yeah. I wanted to see what they were going to do with the second season. And now that I've seen that they can take this in a different direction Mm -hmm. and not just make it like here's 20,000 Lokis and we're going to twist your brain around. Yeah. And, you know, I will also say the continuation of this character to think where he started and where he is now with Loki. I actually think he's one of, if not the best character in the MCU. Yeah. Because they have given him such an amazing arc that they didn't for Robert Downey Jr. or Chris Evans or anything like that. Tom Hiddleston has the best storyline in the MCU. If you look it's two of the best storylines because he's played two different versions of himself so far. True. That's actually yeah, that's actually really true. But yeah, he just yeah. has this beauty. He has a really fantastic i mean they got really lucky when they cast him too man when they found yeah, that they guy did. he is a talent wow. for sure but yeah i'm really uh i'm i'm intrigued to see where this yeah. where this ends up i'm intrigued to see where this goes too. from here do you want to go on to the reading assignment i would love to go on to the reading assignment let's go on to the reading assignment chris yes a month ago you and i were at comic-con yep yeah that was only a month ago jesus fucking christ we were at comic-con and chris and andrew got to meet two very special people named Chris and Andrea. It was like Narcissus gazing into his reflection and seeing the most beautiful creature on planet Earth. And the reflection was like, no, you. And he was like, no, you. And the reflection was like, no, you. And he was like, 
you want to read my comics? And the reflection was like, fuck it. Sure, dude. And so here we are. Yeah. Tales Beyond is a new independent comic book publisher based in the Bronx. Founder Chris Burgos. I looked it up. (laughs) I still stuttered. I still like hesitated. Uh, Chris Burgos. Burgos? Chris Burgos, I don't remember, was looking to make a splash. <laughs> you up and you're still not sure. All right, you know what? Hang on. I've got the video open right now where I where no, he no, says no. it. I no, love, I'm doing I it. love that. I love no, this. shut up. Okay. No, you shut up. Burgos. <laughs> Are you happy? Yes. Chris Burgos. Was, I would have accepted either one, really. All right, great. Uh, I thought it was Burgess, which I'm sure he gets a lot. Ooh. But Chris Burgos was looking to make a splash in the world of comics and storytelling with amazing stories and unforgettable characters. And he found the best way to do that was with the help of some incredible creators that he'd met from across the world. Uh, we had the joy of meeting these people and they were uh, very kind and gave us they're evidently fans. So if you're listening, hello. Hey. Uh, but they gave us three comics. Yes. And a. um a like preview book with like a couple snippets from yeah, I yeah, think yeah. four stories, and uh, we each have mm-hmm. two. You have two comics. I have the the snippets and one other one. I think that we should switch. Yeah, because <laughs> I looked up the one one of the ones that you got, and I think it's way up my alley. And one of the ones that I got is way up your alley. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. What do you uh, let's do you want to talk about yours first or mine? First? Yeah, sounds good. I'll talk about mine. OK, go for it. Uh, so let me talk first about the the one with the snippets. I'm opening it now. You can okay. hear it. Coming mm. out. First of all, I just have to just from a, a purely shallow level. I love the feel of these you like snippets. I love snippets. I <laughs> love snippets. No, the, the there's like a gloss to it. It feels there's like a heaviness to it. Like the weight of the paper is amazing. And there's yeah. like a firmness to the pages. It doesn't feel like a regular cheap comic. Yeah. It feels like it's made on cardstock or something. The art is printed beautifully. So like from that perspective, like it, it's important to bring up with independent comic creators because we've had some as well. We're like, you know, they do like a um, like a two page centerfold or whatever and you can't read the text because it's like buried in where the staples are yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. there's like yeah. no problems with this and it's just it's a joy to thumb through and it feels great and uh, my only concern is that they're spending too much on it <laughs> so I hope uh, yeah. they're going to make some money off of this the snippets in this snippet collection were uh, from Ragnarok Cum which is also my porn star name CF1 The Corrupted and one human at a time, which is, I believe, uh, the motto that your porn star has. Right. Is that <laughs> yeah, correct? Right. Yeah. <laughs> OK, excellent. Yeah, that's pretty good. Actually, all of these, the corrupted. Yeah. I don't know what CF1 could be, but well, C I'm, fuck. Nope. Uh, it nope. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> They're all written. These are all movies starring Ragnarok come. <laughs> and uh, these are all of these were written by Chris Burgos. I got it right that time. Fuck yeah. you. Yeah. And. <laughs> <laughs> they're uh, they're pretty good. They're very, I like when you go on the preemptive attack on me. I they're like very that. they're very verbose. Yeah, uh, I think you might actually appreciate these a lot more than I did. The snippets. Okay, they at times remind me a little bit of the other history of the DC universe or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah There's okay. one that is literally just. It's the same image on every page. Yeah. And it's because you're seeing what a person is seeing who is frozen in place. Oh, okay. And he's, it's just him and his thoughts. Got it. And so it's a little bit like prose sort of working through. And that's a really cool one. Like, I I like these and they're all really well written. Mm -hmm. But I think they're, you and I, one of the great things about the show is you and I have very differing tastes when it comes to comics. Yeah. And I tend to like 
less dialogue and more action. I like to see the pictures tell the story, which isn't what happens in a lot of this. It does feel quite a bit like a story was written out and it's written beautifully. Yeah. Um, and it and it's it's great. It tells an amazing story. And I'm very interested in these characters. And then they kind of get an artist to sort of fill in the blanks. Right. Ragnarok come, I think, was probably my favorite one. OK, but there are there. One of them is just straight up prose. It's just like text, but it's cool. And OK, so the one I really want to talk to you about. Yes, is I think it's sort of I think it might be sort of their bread and butter of their comics that they have. Uh, because I've seen them promote it quite a bit on social media. Mm-hmm. And it's called Wardens of the Veil. Mm. And Chris. That's sexy, too. That's my other porn star name. You yeah. know, with the union, you gotta. You gotta yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, Chris. Yes. This is a story about a group of people. Who bust ghosts. Shut your fuck up. <laughs> Shut up. It's great, too. It's it's well written. The artwork is very visceral. It tells the story super well. It one My favorite thing about this book is that throughout it, I would go, I know what the story, I know what the twist is. I know what's going to happen. Yeah. And as yeah. soon as I thought it, a character would go, so do you think that what's happening is this thing? And it's what I thought. And they'd be like, oh, maybe. And then I'd be like, well, now they said what it is. That's probably not what it is. It's probably this other thing. And then as soon as I thought that, they'd be like, do you think it's this other thing? And then I was like, okay, well, now they said what my other thought. And like every time I came up with something, they would at the same time in real time, the characters would discuss right. if that's what was happening. And I didn't know what direction it was going <laughs> to go. And so point- one of the panels was like, Andrew, stop trying to think of what we're going to do next. Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> just just go with us on this. Just, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And that was the last page. That's right. <laughs> uh, but uh, it kept me on my toes, which I appreciated. And it, it was interesting to see. It was interesting to read along with a story that so flawlessly had me in the palm of its hand. Like it was like, we know what you're thinking yeah, and you think it's this yeah. and you're wrong. And we're going to tell you you're wrong right now while you're thinking. it. Yeah. Just so we get that possibility out of the way. Exactly. And now you have no idea where you are anymore. And uh, the story is about a, a babysitter. The ghost of a babysitter is haunting a family that, um, that used to babysit their child. Right. And the idea is that ghosts tend to only haunt things when there's something left in the house, right. something that belonged to them. Sure. And so it should be quick and easy. Go in, find she left a shoe there or some shit, you know, whatever. And then we get it and we, we destroy the item and then she should be free to pass on to the other world. But it's uh, a little more complex than that. I, I almost don't want to get into the twists and turns because right. it is only one issue and there's a lot that happens in it. So it's definitely worth reading. I loved it a lot. The snippets also are really cool. There's some I want to check out. I think I said um, <laughs> I don't even want to say it now, but Ragnarok come. Yeah, I uh, I really like that one. That one is about that one sort of feels like The Last of Us set in Nordic, like ancient Nordic times. Oh, cool. Uh, it's less zombies, though, and more like demonic monsters. And okay. this guy is like the last in his army who to survive. His weapons are broken. He's ready to die. But then he sees someone else across the battlefield and he runs over to, to see who it is. Mm-hmm. And it's a young girl. And she knows that the she knows where the armory is. She's a local in this town. And she's like, the there's a building over there with a ton of weapons. We can make it. He's positive they're going to die. But she, he decides to try to save her anyway. They run to the armory. And uh, and now it's like he even says there's an interesting part where he thinks, 
I don't know why I'm keeping this girl around with me. Maybe it's just so that if I get in a pinch, I can throw her to the demons and run away. Right. right. You're like, <laughs> oh, it's this it's, type of book. Okay. Right. It's interesting, right? There's an interesting dynamic. So I'm, I, I want to pick that one up as well. See where they go from there. I don't know how many issues of these there are. I don't know if they just yeah. put out one issue of all of these stories and are just throwing out a line and seeing what bites. But I love those two in particular, and I'm excited to hear what you have to say and to read more of these stories and others that they have coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had um, I had two actual comics. So I had Teddies and Vizards. Okay, first of all, it is I, I, I was for the longest time I was not sure if it was Vizards with a V. Or wizards, and they were just doing something cool with the font on the front. <laughs> and I, then I was like, "Oh, well, I'll see on the back." Uh, you know, like in the little the little information that they usually put for the publishing on the back, and it said wizards there, but it's in the same cool font. So I was like, "God oh. damn it, what's going?" On? And then on the very inside, I got my confirmation on one of the pages here. It actually, in just a plain text, actually says wizards. So it's wizards on the back. Be- it's like we're talking about wizards, which is how a German would pronounce the word wizards. wizards yeah. <laughs> um, so wizards and teddies. And first of all, I like a I like a reading assignment that also just names my two biggest turn-ons but (laughs) also uh, let me talk about teddy's first actually so i I read teddy's first and and then i read wizards teddy's is by the way which one did you read about and you were like i want to read that one teddy's teddy's okay certainly is mr beaver that's what i thought okay teddy's is not quite Mr. Beaver, there's... Okay, Teddy's actually reminds me. We also got another... We got a free comic from Comic-Con called Beneath the Trees Where Nobody Sees by IDW. And I don't know what's going on. They're both about... Teddy's and that one are both about adorable-looking bears in very fucked up situations. I don't know if this is a, is a new trend. Like a couple years ago, we had two asteroid movies coming out and that like, right. or like every once in a while, like these things just all tend to have, but lately, yeah, at <laughs> but lately, like there's Teddy's there's beneath the trees. There's the Winnie the Pooh horror movie that came out. I don't know what's going on with adorable bears and fucked up situations, but this is like the new it thing or something. But Teddy's is basically, how do I even describe <laughs> this? It is the movie Ted put through the Wizard of Oz if the Wizard of Oz was written by H.P. Lovecraft. Oh, God. That I mean, sounds that's amazing. It's, it, uh, it's kind of incredible. It's, it's basically, <laughs> I'll try and, and give you the premise. I mean, the first issue just kind of lays out, like, what the idea is. And then from there, it, you know, it ends on, on like... All right, that's the first little taste of them. But it's basically that teddy bears are protectors of the kids that have them. And they are protecting them from something called the, I think it's called the dark. And basically, like, whenever you think, whenever a kid thinks there's a monster under their bed, this like, it's like this tentacle thing. And it can pull you under and then take you to this horrible nightmare world. Okay, and a kid's teddy bear basically gets sucked into the dark and then one, another teddy bear has to go save him. But the kid whose teddy bear got sucked in the dark also dove in under the bed as well and is now in this world with him. So now he's got to drag this like 
six-year-old kid around or something. It is, it's really interesting. I will say it takes, there's one or two things in it that I was like, it's not taking a leap. It's just like, I do like this. And, and, and I've said this before about a lot of the um, writers that we get from Comic-Con or, or really anyone who's not like part of the, the more independent writers. A good writer starts in the middle of the story. And this one kind of does. It gives a good introduction, but basically like it throws you in. Like it doesn't have a whole pretense of like teddy bears and why they do this. You jump right in and then you kind of pick up some of the stuff along the way. I think there are some points where there's a little bit of a leap of like, well, why, why do teddy bears do this? Also, they, they talk, they have a very specific style of talking, which is very graphic (laughs) and really interesting because they all are like, and this is where the Ted thing comes in. Cause they're all like this fucking kid, something, something. And I'm like, why are you all this mad at this kid? <laughs> I'm so excited to read it. Honestly. It's really interesting. Like part of me was like, like the one teddy bear was like, the kid was yelling at me to help save Arthur. And it's, I almost gave him the back of my paw and I was like, Whoa, I'm not really sure why you're protecting this kid and also mad at him at the same time. But it's such an int- it's definitely great because it's like different than what you would expect. Yeah, it's not the like this noble th- where the teddy bears come to life and where the these noble knights of uh, you know you're like why do you even protect these people? You seem this seems like a big pain in the ass to you. Like you seem to really <laughs> not like this. So yeah. I'm not really sure what's going. But that also is something that could be answered like down the line. But it, it has such a very unique and interesting voice to it. And the world, like I said, you really only barely get into the world. They show uh, you like one uh, story. You barely get into it. I see what you did there. I see what you did. But then you get like one little snippet of like the faintest introduction to what this nightmare world is like. And then that's it. So you're like, and then we're off and running. So that one was really interesting. The, uh, the second one, Vizards. I got to say, I like this one a little bit more. This is, I mean, and this is really Parson Harris because I really like Teddy's. But Vizards, you want to talk about starting in the middle of a story. Vizards, and this is not necessarily like the only marker of a good comic, but like, just like when we were, when we read Home and we were like, this needs to be a movie, they need to make this into a television show immediately. Like if I'm an executive at not even one of the streaming services, honestly, this could be a really interesting procedural. Okay. I'll get into why in a second, but this can be like NBC, ABC, CBS, anything like the big networks and for the writers. I'm just saying like for the big money, baby, this should be, if you're looking for something that nobody knows about that you can cash in on a property, this thing should be picked up immediately. It is all laid out right there for you. And it's a great show. The, the I'm not going to spoil it too much. The comic opens on the first page with our protagonist in a dungeon tied up, hung upside down over a pit of spikes. <laughs> that's that's the start. That's, the that's where we start our story. And I was like, oh, my God, if I was watching a pilot episode of a show yeah. and the voiceover starts and this is the introduction to my protagonist. I'm like, 
Oh, I have to watch to the end, at least to the end of this episode. Yeah. To see what's going on here. It feels so, a bit like uh, the Matt Fraction Hawkeye that opens with him falling off a building and saying, OK, this looks bad. Yeah, it just starts like right here. Yes. And it's basically that because he is here. Uh, let me see the, the first page. And he's basically like, you know, this is who I am. This is what we do. And as you're panning out, you're seeing more of the picture. And he's like, you know, this is the situation I'm in right now. And it really sucks. Like and and you get a feeling for who this guy is, not only in the situation that he's in, but also just like his attitude towards it. Uh, Visitors is basically about a group of people with special skills whose task it is, from what I've gathered from this first issue, there are masks. There are different types of masks around that have these abilities. And basically, when you put on the mask, it doesn't give you a special power. It essentially turns you into a different being. So, like, there's one called the Knight, and it makes you grow. And your musk, you know, you have like you, you're basically bulletproof. There's another one uh, called the Flame, and it's like a fireman's mask, and it turns you into like this demonic looking firefighter that can produce flames and things like that. So every every mask has an ability, right? And they their job is to kind of go around and find these masks and get them for this organization that they work for, basically to like get them out of the wrong hands and and keep them. And that's safe. the wizards. And that's the wizards. That no, the wizards. Yeah, they are the ones who are like going around gathering them. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think if they ever actually say the word wizards in it. If they actually name that name what it is. They say, and this kind of sets up again, like a, uh, it feel it reads like a really good pilot episode for something. The setup is why this is different and why we're telling this story now as opposed to any other time. Typically, if you have two masks, they say like if you put them next to each other, they will repel from each other. They don't like each other. And then they find one mask. And when you put it together, they come together. And like they seem to and they're like, I've never seen that before. And I don't know why that is. And then from there, you know, through that, they have to find other masks and things like that. It's really fun. It's a lot of fun. You have a really good cast of characters. It's very simple in that in that fact of like, this is who we are. This is what we do. Let's get going with the adventure. And it goes from there. And yeah, it's very playful. The dialogue's really, really good. I really like I said, Wizards kind of stands out to me because I was like, oh, this feels fully complete. Where Teddy's, I was like, this works really well. I think there's one or two things. Like, I'm not really sure why this choice or why that choice. Visitors, I was like, this is polished. Like, I felt, again, I I felt like I was reading something from a, a boom or an ID... W or an aftershock like one of the bigger one of the bigger publishing companies I was like this feels real polished and again if you're out there like there uh, you know I know streaming services and networks and everyone are always looking for like you know uh, sorry I was like is someone yelling no it's a siren outside <laughs> are always looking for like those properties that no one has found like this thing right now scoop this up I'm telling you right now like you can make this a show like that it's it's really really good it's really good uh, I, I felt was, the same about Wardens of the Veil about how polished it feels like something from Boom or something like that yeah. it actually reminds me quite a bit of um, Extreme Ghostbusters yeah I can see what you're saying there. even the art style yeah. as well yeah, yeah yeah but this is a lot of fun it's really you know the characters are very charismatic the dialogue is not overly expositional I mean it's really really good both of them are great Teddy's like I said I'm really really interested to see where this thing goes (laughs) like 
It's really interesting. The concept alone, I was like, wow, that is such a crazy ass concept. Yeah. Like, I, I love it. It's one of those ones where I'm like, I like this comic, but even if I didn't, you get points for originality. Like, I've never seen this before. And you, I got to give hats off to you. So, like, Chris Burgos consummate writer like this guy is like yeah. really he good wrote, like all of these i know and i was like wow these are and they're all vastly different from each other and they're all quality very different like really yeah. quality this guy's good yeah so yeah i would highly recommend at this point like reading these two and hearing what you had to say like anything from tales beyond like that's yeah give it know, a try definitely give it a try for sure yeah let's see do you I could give you a reading assignment, but is there more from Comic-Con you want to do? Could we do more? Chris, we can always do more. Okay. What would you rather do? Would you rather do more? Do you want to, like, have me just give you something? Or is there something on the pile that's kind of, like, been burning its way to the top? Well, I still haven't looked through the stuff from this year. I wanted to get this out of the way because we met these guys. Okay. Get it out of the way. It sounds yeah, yeah, like I'm yeah, trying yeah. to get it, get it, get it done. And oh, I hated this. I know. But yeah, I did want yeah. to, I wanted to make sure we did this pretty quick because I appreciated them coming up and talking to us. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I still have a handful of things from last year to go through. Okay. Why don't I give you one? And that'll give you some time also to kind of look through some of the other stuff. And then, uh, let's do that. Let's do. I'll I do also one. am going on a long trip this weekend, so I'm hoping Ooh. I can read some of these. Okay, let me pull up. I actually downloaded a bunch of. Excuse stuff. me while I whip this out. Oh, also, Go on. just lastly, if uh, if you guys are interested in Tales Beyond, you can visit TalesBeyond.com. Thank you. And they have a bunch of their stuff on there for sale. You can buy them in print or digitally. I haven't checked the prices, but they might be cheaper digitally if you're interested in that. Uh, and, uh, there's us. Yeah. If you're on the Patreon, there's a picture of, uh, of all of us, all of us hanging yeah. out at Comic-Con. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, that was cool. That was really cool. They were awesome. Okay. I'll tell you what, let's do, boop, 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 boop. I'm looking through my different reading assignments. Yeah, let's do this. This is, this is an easy one, actually. So I'm going to give you, um, I'll give you, I think this is a nice kind of lighter breezy one that kind of comes, you know, can, can be pretty good. And you know what? That's much appreciated. Yeah. Since you're going to probably be reading some other stuff as well. I'm going to give you Batman fail safe. Uh, I, I've talked about this one before. This is one that just got, got just wrapped up actually not too long ago. Uh, this is by Chip Zdarsky. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I really like this, and it's still kind of, it's done, but, like, the ramifications of it are still very much going on in in all the Batman comics, because um, he's still doing a lot of it as well. Uh, but I really like this one. I thought it was really interesting, and it's just kind of like... It's a pretty simple kind of streamlined idea once you get into it that I won't talk about just yet uh, i'll i'll i don't want to spoil it or anything but yeah batman failsafe that's that's what we'll i'll give you for this for excellent this yeah other than that that's i think that's about it great oh hey andrew what hey andrew what hey andrew what 
Where can they find us? Well, they can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, SoundCloud.com slash The Media Lunch Break. You can also find us on Twitter, where our handle is at Media Lunch Break. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram. You can find us on YouTube.com slash The Media Lunch Break. TikTok, where our handle is at The Media Lunch Break. We also have merch on Teespring. If you want to check that out, you can head over to our Twitter. And the top post, the very first one you see, will be... A link to our merch if you feel like and we have some cool shirts some glassware i think we have a mug i got a tank top a hoodie i love that hoodie man i wore it today yeah i'm so excited that it's like hoodie weather it's starting yeah. to be hoodie weather again so i can wear that that fucking baller zip up hoodie yeah uh you can also visit our patreon which is patreon.com slash the media lunch break if you'd like to see a full length unedited Ragnarok come <laughs> version of uh, a video, a, fi- uh, uh, a full length video of our shows. We filmed the entire thing and we do not edit them. We put them right up there on Patreon mm-hmm. for some of our patrons. If you select the correct tier, you'll get to see our beautiful, beautiful faces. Yeah. And uh, you can also send us an email at themedialunchbreak at gmail.com or you can visit our website, which is www.themedialunchbreak.com. Give us a rating and reviewing on iTunes, SoundCloud or YouTube. Special thank you to Julie. Thanks, Julie. Who I'm I think I might have said this, but I'm so excited. I'm going to see her in December. Oh, that's a, you mentioned it's a possibility. Nice. Yeah, I think we're officially going to do it. I haven't worked out the details with her yet, but I'm going to spend a week and a half in Ohio. Oh, yeah. So I don't know what else is there is to do. That's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. Just get tanked. Yeah, get tanked and see Julie. Yeah, that's it. And you know what? If we do both at the same time, I'm going to have like eight days left. Wow. <laughs> no, not the way that Julie rocks, okay? <laughs> You're not wrong, dude. Yeah, man. She, she fucking drinks. She fucking kicks it back. Yeah. She does. I know. She does. You wouldn't know. Have you even met her? I was too drunk to remember anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Probably did. Yeah. Probably did. Yeah. And that's a week of my life I'll never get back. That's true. You want to go to Ohio in December? God, no. <laughs> Don't ever ask me that, that question ever again. Do I want to go to Ohio for a week in December? Never. I will never want to go to Ohio for a week in December. Two weeks? What are you, a fucking idiot? No, I'm not going to, going to Ohio for two weeks in December. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. Jesus. It's, uh, it's going to be awful. Yeah, it's going to be awful. You know why? Because it's Ohio. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I and know. December for the whole week. Do you know what time of year I would love to go to Ohio? <laughs> what? Trick question. There's yeah. none. There's, yeah. no t- there's no time. There's a very okay? famous song that's like, I spent I spent a day in Ohio one week or something like that. It's about how like it's the worst place to be. I, or is it I spent a week a in week, Ohio one day? one day? I don't remember. Yeah, it might that be. feels more how you describe time in Ohio. But doesn't that sound like you could do a whole lot? Like, doesn't that sound like there's a lot to do if you spend a whole week in one day? No, it sounds like the day is so fucking boring. It feels <laughs> like it lasted a week in December in Ohio. Yeah, yeah. The the like seasonal depression month in the seasonal depression state. Seasonal depression month. It's it's a weekend. <laughs> Crapping on Ohio real hard, aren't I? Yeah. Do you have anything else you want to say about Ohio? Or? Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll give me some time. I'll, I'll come up with something. All right. Uh, like Andrew said, you can leave a rating and a review, and then you can leave it right on app. Um, and it uh, honestly, it helps 
really helps people find us. So if you leave a five star rating, it helps. You can just do it right in app for whatever podcast thing of choice that you listen to. That's a sentence. Okay. Just break down the grammar on that. You'll see it makes sense. Anyway, it's at least a sentence fragment. (laughs) Thank you. As always, if you leave a five star rating, it doesn't matter. You can leave whatever review you want in there. The damage is already done. So this week, if you leave a five star rating, you just tell us why you also hate Ohio. Okay. Yeah. Just give me another reason. Just throw another log on that fire that we're using to keep ourselves warm because we've made the horrible mistake of spending a week in Ohio in December. (laughs) Um, uh, Next week is going to be the best (laughs) damn day of the week. It's going to be Tuesday news day, everybody. Yeah, because we won't be in Ohio. Um, (laughs) That's right. Uh, And then after that, it's going to be the Marvels. Yeah. Um, It's finally time. Oh my gosh. Uh, uh, But here's the thing. In the meantime, if you're out there and you're like, hey, listen, everyone's going to talk about the Marvels, but I got a better idea. This is what you guys should talk about. Send it over to us. Um, We did the Wizards Teddies, uh, the the Tales Beyond guys. (laughs) Gathering is mainly just Chris, but and and (laughs) others. Yeah. At all. At all. Uh, but if uh, if you're a creator, just like we did with Tales Beyond, if you're a creator, you made a comic, you made a short film, you made a full-length film, I don't care, you made a pilot for a TV series or something, and you want us to check it out and talk about it on the mic, send it over to us. If you're like, hey, can you point people towards this thing? I made a thing, and can you point people towards it and uh, give it a little love? Send it over to us. We're happy to do that. Andrew literally is a stack of stuff like that that we're going to be going through. So send it over. Or like I said, even if you're just like, listen... Next time you guys get need a subject, this is the subject. Check out this series on Netflix. Check out this thing I just watched. We have I've got a couple of those in the uh, locked and loaded to go as well. But send them over to us. We're always looking for something. Other than that, that's about it. There it is, man. Look at that. Boom. We made a thing. Made there wasn't a, a thing. thing. And now there's a now thing. There's a there thing, it is. Yeah. That's how easy it is. So if you're listening, go out, make a thing, man. If we can do it, you can do it too. Go out, make something right now. Leave Ohio. Le- I mean, listen, if you're in Ohio, it's going to feel like you got a lot of time on your hands. You might as well go make a thing. And God willing, you'll make a thing so great you can leave Ohio. Yeah. Okay? Grab a couple of ears of corn on your way out, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because I'm hungry. If you're living in Ohio, you should build a car so you can drive your ass out of Ohio. been to Ohio. I'm sure it's a pleasant place. Is that place. true? No, I've never been. <laughs> Not once. Shitting on this thing for like 15 minutes. Never been. But you know what? I'm allowed to do it. That is my God-given right as an American. Okay? To shit on some other state in America, even though I've never been there. Okay. Let me tell you. As somebody who's from there, uh-huh. I do have to tell you about some of the worthwhile experiences that you can visit when you go to visit Ohio. We talked about Julie. We can move on. <laughs> I was going to say I would like to, but I don't have any. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. 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 All right. 
And before everybody gets all uppity, I'm from Pennsylvania, okay? The, the most, the, if states were colors, it would be beige, okay? I'm just saying, like, the most nothing fucking state. And everyone's like, oh, Philadelphia. But they started the whole country. Yeah, but what have they done for us lately? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I do. Nothing much. We almost elected Dr. Oz. That's where we are as a state. So fuck off, all right? I'll say whatever I want. I know where I'm from, and I know what a <laughs> shithole that place is as well. So it's fine, all right? There's Pittsburgh, and there's Philadelphia, and there's Pennsylvania in between, and it just doesn't matter. I mean, we have the Amish, for Christ's sake, okay? Can I tell you what I miss about Ohio? Yes. Absolute dick. No. That's right. <laughs> I actually do. There's something I miss. It's also in Pennsylvania. It's also dick. <laughs> No, it's a Waffle House. Yeah. Oh, I've never been to a Waffle House. Fuck you. I haven't. No, it's because it's because my (laughs) parents worked for a living. No, that's not true either. That was that was horrible. That was awful. That was terrible. Did they work at Waffle House? <laughs> no, 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 no. We didn't need welfare. Um, wow. we, that's horrible. Jesus Christ, Chris. That's so terrible. Why would I say that? Actually, every time I pass a Waffle House, I'm like, actually, I really want to go in. It's I'm so not gonna good, lie. dude. I bet it is. It we should go really together. Good. I would love to go On our to way to Ohio. And then in go December. to oh, Fuck you. I'm not going to Ohio in December. <laughs> For Waffle House? I'll bring you back some. Okay, that's fine.